This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Well, good morning, and welcome to Golf Talk Canada. And I think for the moment, oh, I've just got a thumbs up for Bob. I was about to ride solo for a second there this morning on Golf Talk Canada because yours truly on the road here down at PGA Tour Entertainment in St. Augustine, Florida, after the week that was incredible at the Genesis. We're getting ready for the Honda Classic from PGA National. So I'll be back on the PGA Tour live coverage team, which you can see on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, And, of course, TSN Plus now in Canada this week. But I just got the thumbs up from Bob. Bob is connected. He is with me. So, Bob, it's good because for, I don't know, I was going to fill the next two hours with a rant. You know, I'm not even supposed to be hosting. Uh, yeah, yeah. supposed to be Skulls. I wasn't. I wasn't worried that you were going to have be able to fill the time. That was the least of my worries, <laughs> knowing you <laughs> with your rants. But uh, it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're enjoying the weather. I'm sure it's a lot better there than it is is starting to be here in Toronto. We're getting a little bit of a, not a little bit. We're getting a big storm today, so we'll see how that goes. It's not. Uh, it was so you know felt close to golf season on the uh, on the weekend. It was up in the you know high single digits and sunny and nice, and now it's. Uh, we're going to get a little storm. So golf season's still a little bit away yet, but uh, lots of golf to talk about for sure. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I have not had the opportunity to actually be out much. The, the weather here is spectacular. They're going to get great weather for the Honda Classic, and they expect it's a record temperatures in February for northeast Florida. And, and for the central Florida, uh, where we're going to be next week for the Arnold Palmer, I mean, the weather looks spectacular. So Florida swing weather is not going to be an issue here. Unfortunately, I've been you know, kind of in a room in a studio for for most of my time here. So I haven't really gotten outside much. Uh was able to play nine holes of golf, but that's kind of the extent of my of my outdoor time right now. So at the moment I'm not getting the chance to really to, to really take it in. But I'm on the ground next week for Arnold Palmer. So looking forward to to getting out there back on the ground, sun, etc. back with the radio team. Uh lots to talk about today. Lots to talk about in terms of bear trap. You know, where does this three-hole stretch kind of sit on the PGA Tour? Statistically, since 2007, you know, it's kind of right there with the hardest three holes of golf on the PGA Tour, with the exception of the Green Mile at Quail Hollow. Statistically, that's the only one that really stands out, not including majors, not including majors, that, that typically plays a little bit more difficult every year we'll find out what our twitter audience had to say about it we'll find out what bob and adam's opinions are about it hopefully adam can connect here at some point throughout the show uh brooke henderson back we'll talk about brooks chances canadians at the honda tsn edge lots and lots and lots to get to but first let's hit some news and some headlines news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer sandbagger everybody knows one all right, Bob, who's your favorite live team? The teams were announced. They were locked in. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be completely transparent with you here. I did not look at all. The only live news I consumed this week was that Adidas has chosen to end their relationship with Dustin Johnson. They're claiming that was a mutual uh, choice, that, that he wants to concentrate on his team, and I guess his team apparel, etc., um, 
and and the fact that uh, Sergio Garcia is also not uh, going to be with Team Adidas anymore. Other than that, I know the teams were announced, but I really didn't take a look at them. That's that's an interesting move by Adidas. It's sort of the first of the existing contracts that those live players brought with them when they went over. And and now we're sort of seeing and wondering, hmm, I wonder who's going to be next. Does anybody still want to have their names associated, the, the equipment companies, the clothing companies, all those kind of things. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I, uh, I looked through the teams, and, and I, you know, I think that uh, the one aspect of live that I think people are somewhat bullish on, if you take away all the background uh, stuff with the Saudis and, and everything in that regard, is this team concept. And I'm not big on the team names. <laughs> they seem a little weird to me, but I think that that one part of the team concept is something that might work for them in their favor. But we'll see. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, I know there's the Range Goats, and I know there's you know the Torque team, and I know a few of the other names, but I couldn't tell you who's on which team or, or what. Which goes back, as I've said this consistently on this show, and and with you and Mark uh, and Adam, and it's you know there's no focus on the golf yet. There's still focus on the money. That's all people are talking about, to a certain extent, I think. And so um, hopefully for their sake, they can they can turn that around, and we'll see some good golf. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not likely to be tuning in this weekend. I don't think. And if you believe the rumors and you believe some of the reports of of players having buyer's remorse, uh, it seems that Brooks Kepka is the name that keeps popping up. Um, we'll see. We'll have to keep our eye on that. Of course, a uh, huge win in in the courts in California earlier in the week with the PGA Tour against Liv. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. And it's been. It's been eerily quiet on the DP World Tour hearing, so waiting for some some news there, and, and nothing's broke. Um, Mike Weir, named first tee ambassador. Mike Weir is everywhere. I mean, he's playing golf. He's the captain of the President's Cup team. Uh, you know, now he is first tee ambassador. Uh, so Mike Weir, uh, you know, continuing to be uh, a leader well into his 50s here now. Uh, and, 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 and it's hard to... Remember that this guy is still playing some quality golf on a tour that is com- amazingly competitive. Like what Bernard Longer is doing out there is incredibly competitive. And Mike, we're still winning out there, competing out there, and taking on all these additional responsibilities in the world of golf, Bob. Yeah, and I think this I think this is the next stage of Mike Weir's career. This is finally what I sort of thought he would transition towards, which is being um, like Wayne Gretzky is in hockey. You know, he is the marquee guy. He is, this is the 20th anniversary, by the way, of his Masters win this year. So that's a big moment. And I think he's finally becoming the figure that he's, you know, he's going to play well on the Champions Tour. I can see that. But his, his playing days are transferring now into his, um, I don't know, he's a marquee guy now. He's a, he's a mentor. He's a figure in golf. And he, will consistently be that and I but I think he's doing some of these things now realizing where he's going in the next stage in his career and I think it's wonderful I think this is the recognition that Mike Weir deserves I think this is the support that he can lend to a lot of projects like this first tee project and I think you'll probably see more coming uh, down the line uh Rory and Tiger Adam's back with us now so I think we have Adam connected he's here Adam you're here I'll take us to the bottom Adam uh, here in segment one uh Rory and Tiger you love this TGL 
uh, breaking ground on a facility. Now, I didn't realize, guys, that when they broke this TGL news, when this announcement came, that this was going to be a custom facility built just for them. I assumed they were going to uh, have an arena relationship uh, with someone, uh, you know, somewhere where, the, the, you know, there's an existing building and they would just, you know, custom it or tailor it to the Mondays they need at the start of next year. But no, this is going to be a custom TGL arena with what is likely the world's largest HD screen with indoor technology, uh, live uh, live ga- uh, gambling and fantasy uh, attachment to this. And Adam, then, this is the stuff that you and I were talking about six months ago, and then some type of short game complex, some type of in-arena, live, non-digital short game component to this game. A lot of big names signing up for this, and you saw the shovel in the ground the other uh, just yesterday. Yeah, the first thing I thought of when thinking about the, <clears throat> excuse me, the short game facility was the short game facility indoor at Weston. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a little bigger than that, obviously, but but to see, you know, to see them do this, I'm still very skeptical about how what this is going to look like. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of trial and error. I mean, we're just so used to watching four rounds of golf in the traditional way via stream or on TV, but hitting into a screen, how is that going to work? These are things that I'm sure they're in daily conversations about, but to have the lineup of players that they do, obviously they're getting a ton of respect that way. So it's more of a curiosity and still intrigue for me until this actually gets underway. Bob, I think it's got a chance. And the reason I think it's got a chance is for a couple of reasons. A, the gambling component. I mean, take a look at at the success of anything, uh, including the NFL, which became, you know, the biggest league in North America by 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 a landslide. Like it's not even close the power of the NFL. And that is built was built on Sunday gambling. Don't don't kid yourself. okay? Um, so the gambling component of this and the other thing, Bob, I love about this, too, is they're not trying to be golf. They're not trying to be the PGA Tour. It's it's not a it it, it is something completely different. So they're not they're not trying to be PGA Tour light or anything like that. This is going to be something that no one's ever seen before, and it's going to be done in a two hour window. And because it's so different and the gambling concept of it, I think it's got a chance. Now I'm going to hold judgment, Bob, because we haven't seen it yet. Let's see what it is first before we before you know before we think about. But at first take, when I'm first consuming what they're saying, I'm like, okay, you're not trying to be golf, and you're not, and you and you've got the gambling and the whole technology aspect. This could skew very young as well, Bob. The only part about golf here is there's going to be shots hit right by yeah. with clubs and things like that. So that's good part of it. And uh, you know, there's a big race right now in the gambling market to try and find something that's going to sit in that niche between the end of the Super Bowl and the start of the new season uh, for the NFL. As you said, that's where all the money gets goes in the most cases. So you, if, if you can find something there, you know, I'm not sure if it can keep up with baseball, but it's different. As you said, it's new, it's innovative. It's not um, the match, which we've seen on TV. It's not a skins game. It's something completely different, which I like. And, and I think, uh, if nothing else, give them credit for shaking things up and and trying something new. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, it will be a wait and see on this one. I think, again, sound different, look different. We're all kind of watching. Suzanne Pedersen will be a captain of Team Europe for the Solheim Cup. And it's back-to-back because they're playing catch-up Solheim Cup. So they're going to go back-to-back. And Stacey Lewis will do the first thing for – will do the same for Team USA. Uh, Suzanne Pedersen, logical choice, you know, played in nine – uh, nine Solheim Cups as a player. But, uh, Bob, you, you've got breaking news about 
now that we're on LPGA, and of course Brooke is back this week, so we're going to talk about some Brooke and the LPGA is back, but there, you've got word there might be a new potential event. We've all been waiting for what the fall's going to look like on the PGA Tour, and you might get word of a PGA LPGA event, a new event added to the schedule for December. Uh, breaking news, yeah, I got a press release this morning from the PGA Tour, literally just came in here as we went on the air, and it's this uh, new PGA Tour LPGA tournament sponsored by Grant Thornton. It's going to be played at Tiburon, which is a popular spot for golf tournaments. Uh, December 4th to 10th, one player from the LPGA Tour. Well, actually, there'll be a 32-player field with 16 PGA and 16 LPGA professionals competing for a $4 million purse with additional format details in development. Three-day tournament televised by NBC and Golf Channel and uh, hopefully TSN, but we'll see. So, So Bob, is is this the end of the shootout? Is this replacing? Is this the new shootout moving forward? Yeah, still, I mean, these are fresh. I haven't even gotten through the whole press release here, but it sounds pretty interesting, and I would love... It doesn't seem like it's going to be a team event. It's going to be mm. PGA Tour players playing alongside LPGA Tour players. So I think it's a, uh, it's a spin on what we've had before, but I like, love the idea. I wish it was a team event. I mean, I'd love to see Brooke Henderson and Corey Connors maybe playing together or something like that, but we'll wait for a few more of the details to come yeah, out. Yeah, let's wait for some more details. I'll do some poking around while I'm down here today after the show. Um, I'm curious because, you know, Tiburon has the shootout, right? Tiburon hosts it in December. Like, there's a lot of things lining up here, and I'm wondering, last year was the first time they ever had the the shootout without the shark. That was always the shark shootout, right? That's right. Obviously, last year was the first sharkless shootout. So maybe this is the shakeup there. Maybe this is, is... the 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 shootout's new form moving forward so we'll wait and see all right on the other side i'm going to hand the wheel to adam because he's back on canadian soil so you're the host here out of that you know typically the 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 man at home who can trust the home technology takes the wheel apparently today in toronto that's i don't know is this a winter storm thing (laughs) i don't know we're going to take a look talk some honda on the other side this is golf talk canada this segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score, good for your health. Visit jpsmgolf.com to find a trolley that fits your game. JPSM Golf, Canada's premier electric golf trolley specialist. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Now we're all back around the table. Mark's in Florida. I'm fully connected now. Bob is also always fully connected too. And I was thinking... We can even see see Chris. We can even see Chris now. The band is all back together. And I was thinking, you know, I showed up here. I sat down in a bucket hat. It's too bad that we're not on, on television today. It's one. It's a new Adidas bucket hat. And maybe that was the, the bad luck charm for me to not connect properly. But anyway, we're all here. Glad to be here. Mark, you're in Florida for PGA Tour Radio this week at the Honda Classic. And I believe you have something No, no, now. PGA Tour Live, Scully. Back in oh. studio next week. Yeah, next week so on busy. the ground for radio with Arnold Palmer. So I'll be doing what I did for the Genesis. I'll be part of the team 
hosting the main feed and hosting the featured holes. And this is some of the most fun you can have hosting featured holes all year because we got bear trap this year. So it's just carnage. You just wait for car crashes all day. So That's right. And you were doing a lot of work with Johnson Wagner last week, uh, who played on the PGA Tour for years. Yes. Uh, a, do you know who your analyst is this week? And B, did you get any tips on growing a mustache? Uh, no, uh, I guess the tips on growing a mustache is just stop shaving. But Johnson okay. was great. Obviously, we see a lot of him now on Golf Channel. And he's he's loving this new kind of part of his career. Uh, he's, he's really enjoying what he's doing, and he's really good at it. For a guy who has not been doing it for a long time, he's exceptional at it. This week, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep the energy in the room between the two of us. I don't know if there's enough space on all four streams on TSM Plus to handle Mark Zucchino and Christina Kim together. Oh, boy. This, this could be <laughs> oh uh, just let 10 hours of straight unscript, unscripted coverage. Just let them go, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know how anybody's going to get a word in edgewise with you two <laughs> going back and forth. It's unbelievable. Two of two of the biggest talkers in the game of golf. Two of the best talkers in the game of golf. You guys, I'm going to listen to that. That's going to be my feature channel. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Uh, Bob, you know what? I just got another piece of info here on that uh, mixed event, and it says co-sanctioned. Do you think that this could be an official win? If it's co-sanctioned by the LPG and PGA Tour in this team, and it does say new team event, mixed mm. team event, it says. So mixed team event, huh. you might get your wish. You might get a Corey Connors, Brooke Henderson type of scenario here. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to kind of dig a little bit and wait for this, but you're right. Mixed team, it does say team, you're right. And I was trying to read through it in the break there, but it's a precedent building event, they've called it and will allow players from the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour to compete for an equal prize and visibility. A format new to the current era of professional golf. Ooh, that's secret. We'll have to see. Okay, we will wow. see. I think this is something going forward that, you know, hopefully we can get someone on once there are more details about this, about how they can, you know, spice things up. Because in years past, you know, we think the Zura Classic of New Orleans and how we thought, you know, maybe it's a little stale, right? You know, maybe like, let's get a scramble involved here. Let's get some sort of different alternate shot, maybe a shamble, if you will, but uh, many different things. Uh, this is a moving target, obviously breaking news, a PGA, LPGA. Not, to, not to hijack the entire hour, but there's something else going on here too that we, we need to touch on. There's yeah. a there's a full court press from Live Golf to the LPGA Tour, basically trying to take over that tour, basically trying to cut a check and say, this is now our tour. And there's, there's, a, there's a discussion within the LPGA amongst their membership, their leadership, and say, you know, how can we do this? We desperately need the money. There's a, there's a desperate uh, uh drop off from what you know what the men are playing for women for what the women are playing for a lot of the women women are trying to supplement their income in other ways off the lpga tour like if you're not a brooke henderson and you're not a nelly corda and you're just you know your average lpga tour player you know the expenses of being out on that tour etc etc what that costs and yet this so so we're we're looking at this offer and this wave from live but at the same time we want to champion women's rights and we want to talk about equality what and how can you do that and get in bed with live golf so this is an internal struggle part of this i don't know bob is this part of this event pga tour playing defense and saying we've got to step up here and start to support this woman's tour 
I think this event has been in the works for some time, and whether it predates Live, I'm pretty sure it does. I know there were some talks between the LPGA Tour and PGA Tour uh, when the new commissioner, Molly, uh, say, I can't remember her last name now, Mark Hu, took over fra, from Michael Wan on the LPGA Tour side. So this has been a, probably in the works for a little bit. But it, whether or not it was intentional or not, it's certainly a great sign for the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour, some strength in numbers. I'm not sure, you know, there was some talk before about possibly uh, Live or the Saudi-backed PIF buying the LPGA Tour and making that one of their circuits, which would have been devastating to a lot of players, if, especially if they'd gone to a shorter field of, say, 50 players or something like that. So um, I think this is, whether it was intentional or not, it's a great move for the PGA Tour and I think for the LPGA Tour. It's a great move all around. And I mean, the possibilities are endless. And, and even to, you know, that time of year in December has turned, it's always been sort of the quote unquote silly season. But now, you know, last December, it was the month of Tiger playing, you know, with the match and, and the, the parent child PNC championship. And to have this is just even better because obviously here on Golf Talk Canada, we're on year round and we want more and more things to talk about. So this is great. And this is a moving target for sure. And we'll have much more on this as we hear. Maybe in the next segment, we'll get even more. And, and by the end of the show, we'll have the full tournament plan and we can go from there. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the Honda Classic, um, only three of the top 20 ranked players in the world are in the field this week. And given that we just saw back-to-back -back designated events on the PGA Tour, Bob, is this sort of a sign of things to come now, this season anyway, with this new implementation of the designated events, depending on the week, of course, to see so many of the top-ranked players in the world playing back-to-back -back weeks and then an off week, so to speak? Uh, I think this is an extreme example, I think, for a number of reasons. First of all, this is Honda's last go. They've been a sponsor for 40 years. They're going to bow out after this. But I think that the fact that they maybe haven't been spending their full a court of under-the-scenes or behind-the-scenes money, maybe, to entice a few extra players to come in here. But don't forget, two, two uh, big events before, two designated events after. I mean, this was always going to be a tough spot on the calendar for, and it has been even before the designated events. If you look at this field strength over the last few years, it's never been one of the top ones. So I don't know if, it's hard, if you're reading between the lines and saying, yes, there's going to be the haves and the have-nots. I think there still will, uh, unless you're, you know, unless you're something like, RBC Canadian Open, where yeah. you have players who are contracted, I'm using my air quotes here, contracted to play, who will show up. <laughs> exactly, you can spend, spend your way out of it. Um, but it's hard to compete against those designated events when you've got 19 or 18 or 20 of the top 20 in the world, uh, or at least certainly on the FedEx Cup rankings, sitting there playing on those events. So I don't know, it's, it's, um, it's something that's going to be glaring by the end of this year for sure. And those have not sponsors are going to be coming to the door saying, Hey, you got to help us or we're going to get out of here. And, and Mark, you've either been on the ground with PGA tour radio and with PGA tour live, obviously closer to the situation. What kind of buzz has these designated events brought to the guys and gals that you've been working with? I think this is exactly what they, they imagined or reimagined when, when they went down this road. Um, I think the players have put in, have, have, have put an additional level of, of importance on these events in their minds. And it's interesting because they were already elevated events. They just didn't have the purse and the points attached to them to, to, to separate them. But if you had a said to the best players in the world last year, outside of the majors and the players' championship, where do you want to win? 
Well, the answers were, well, L.A., Arnold Palmer, Memorial at Jack's house, FedEx Cup. So these were already elevated events. We've just, in my opinion, kind of formalized them now and made them stronger by steering the best players in the world into a, into a you-have-to-play component to this as opposed to, you know, you can take the week off, which some often did. I think the thing we got to be careful of, there's been a lot of conversation about moving forward with these designated events, about even reducing the field again. It was an invitational last week. So they had 126 in the field. They didn't have 144. So it's already slightly reduced. I mean, to get down to 70, to get down to something like that, I think that's where it scares me. I don't want to see that. I'm fine with 126. I'm fine with leaving them as invitationals. But we need to leave the door open for stories, for that for that guy to break through for his first win, for a Max Homa to, to break through like he, like he did. Where's the next Max Homa come from if the fields are going to be 70? And if the fields are 70 and you close the door on those designated events, then you've become what you hate and what you're fighting against. And I think that's the only trap door, and I hope that conversation goes away quickly. And that's where it goes to show that performance by Canadian Nick Taylor, how impressive that was at the WM Phoenix Open, finishing in second place, winning $2.1 million in a field that stacked. So this week is not a designated event. Two weeks back-to-back coming up after this, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, then, of course, the Players' Championship. On the other side, we're going to discuss some of the favorites this week at the Honda Classic. And a little later in the show, too, Mark mentioned the bear trap. We're going to discuss that stretch of golf and also some of the other top three-hole stretches on the PGA Tour. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by JPSM Golf. Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score. Good for your health. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside GTC. The full gang is here. Scully, Weeks, Aquino, Chris behind the glass too. We are all around. And before we get to the Honda Classic here, Bob, when we were talking on Monday morning, we were talking about nice weather. It was eight or nine degrees Celsius. Maybe someone would be wild enough to go out and play. And what do we have today? It's not quite a snowstorm where we are, where I am anyway right now in North York. Bob, give us the, the weather update. Uh, is there much snow coming down where you are? Because I know a little north, we are getting a lot more snow. It's, uh, it's starting. This is the tip of the iceberg. It's rolling into the city of Toronto. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get ugly. Uh, just in time for I have to fly out tomorrow. So, of course, oh, it's going to uh, affect all the flights that I'll be sitting at Pearson on a floor line somewhere with 16,000 other people who are missing their flights. But, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, I, if, I would say today is a good day. If you haven't done it already, go out, get some junk food. Um, come back to your place and, and sort of maybe like late afternoon, three o'clock, maybe sit down, put on full swing, binge watch it, let the snow, let the snow just fall and, and let the, uh, the experts get there and plow the streets and salt everything and then go start again, maybe Thursday morning or maybe Thursday night. I, I like that. And I think at some point we should, we should set a time where maybe we should put this out to our audience. Once the majority of our audience has seen the entire full swing series. 
or the majority of them, we should do a little debrief. I personally have one episode left. I've seen the first seven and we can do a full debrief. What we liked, what we didn't like, what we hope for next year. Like I mentioned on Monday's show, I saw the Netflix cameras out following Colin Morikawa at Riviera. So I would safely presume a season two is back. What do you think, Mark? Well, they're trying to talk about season two and that that's what they're discussing right now. But I got to tell you guys something else. I saw the trailer to the currently proposed season one of an LPGA tour version of this series. And wow, you want to talk about captivating. The stories from the LPGA angle on this make full swing look like a boring snooze fest. Snooze fest. The LPGA teaser and what they, the, the, the holes they go down and the doors they open. I mean, I'm, Fingers crossed this gets the full green light and, and we get to watch it because, I mean, the, I saw a 10-minute trailer of this version of this, which is, you know, as you guys know, most trailers are what, like two, three minutes long teaser reels? This was 10 minutes. Watch the whole thing. And I, if there had been 10 episodes available, I would have binged them all right there. I, I'm going to go out in a limb and, and suggest that there's probably not any footage of players sitting on a private jet playing turn the card over for a thousand bucks each, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, to me, exactly, Bob, which is why this is so much more relatable and so much more interesting. And the relationships between players and agents and caddies and just all the different things going on out there is so much more interesting than a guy who's worth 20 million trying to figure out how he's going to be worth 25 million. Okay, this is uh, getting me very, very excited and hope hope to see this at some point here. Very, very soon. Okay, let's get to the PGA Tour event this week, the Honda Classic. Of course, you can see it on TSN+. Mark will be a part of the coverage with Christina Kim. That will be must-see TV, that feed alone. Looking forward to watching that for sure. The Honda Classic this week. So three of the top 20 ranked players in the world are in the field. Not a designated event like we spoke about in our last segment. Sung J.M. is your betting favorite on FanDuel at plus 850. And for those who remember... And this might, this might feel like a, a years ago, because A, it was, and B, this was right before the pandemic really hit. So March of 2020, Sung J.M. and Canadian Mackenzie Hughes battled down the stretch at the Honda Classic. Sung J.M. won that battle. He had fellow Canadian Albin Choi caddying for him that week. Uh, plus 850 is a pretty low number for any favorite. Uh, not to you know take your TSN edge picks, but two of the three of us may or may not have picked Sung JM this week. We'll, we'll unveil those picks coming up in about an hour's time right here on GTC. But Mark, Sung JM is clearly the class of the field this week. What are your expectations for him at the Honda Classic? Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. I had two players circled as like the cream of the crop and then and then everybody else. And then my and then I probably had about ten to fifteen players in the second category of everybody else, and then truly everybody else. Um it, it's not just the win, I think. You know, he followed it up with a top ten the following year as well. So he so to me, he's proven he likes the golf course. He proved he's proven he likes the the, the difficult challenge. And it's not like he hasn't played well this year. I mean, every week he's typically hanging around that leaderboard performing well on the weekend. So Sun J.M. Is, is on the upswing at the moment. I would consider him under par, not over par. So you've got an under par player who's a former champion and is the highest ranked player in the field. 
yeah, the plus 850 is a hard one to swallow, but all the numbers point in that direction. And taking a look at his finishes so far, just in 2023, a T13 at the Century, miscut at the Sony, T18 American Express, T4 Farmers, T6 WM Phoenix Open, T56 last week at the Genesis. Bob, how high are you on Sung JM this week? I like Sung JM. I think this is a uh, course that he likes to play, obviously, with the, with the good success you just mentioned that he's had on that. Uh, a little concerned about last week's performance, but I, I never know with Sung Jay if he's kind of mentally or physically taking a week off because he plays basically every tournament that's out there, so designated or not. And so sometimes you wonder if he's just sort of maybe out of fuel of a, bit, a little bit and, and trying to get some things back in gear, but I, I'm still big on him. I think he's under par for me. You know, a quick question for you guys, for both of you guys. Uh, it, to Bob's point last week and the finish from Sun GM, I mean, West Coast putting and Riviera Greens, I mean, big deal. Like, how much are Florida guys on your radar this week? Because now we're coming back to guys, majority of them live in Jupiter. Most of them play on these greens. I think now some of these guys with the comfort levels on these greens now, the what maybe some guys we've been waiting for to maybe break through with a victory or have that you know that week where they turn things around now on putting surfaces they're familiar with and and, and greens that don't turn into cauliflower and broccoli at 3 p.m could be that could be a real thing that we should be watching this week when we're talking about fantasy choices and that's a very good point mark and you know putting uh, in Florida where the grain is such a big deal where the wind is such a big deal and like you mentioned a lot of these guys live there so that's uh, something we should definitely be looking at here or anyone look at when you're making on your your fantasy team picks maybe if you're putting a little wager down that sort of thing second favorite this week is Mr. Shane Lowry at plus 1500 or 15 to 1 and this guy came oh so close last year at the Honda Classic. Got unlucky too, because there was almost like a, a rainstorm that started when he was, I believe on his 17th hole last year and ended up losing to Sepp Straka in an absolute monsoon coming down. They couldn't exactly call play at that point. Bob, given uh, what you've seen from Shane Lowry, given the recent caddy switch as well for Mr. Lowry, what are your expectations for him this week? Yeah, I'm big on Shane Lowry. I think uh, for a few reasons. One, he's he's played here five times, never missed the cut. So I like that that consistency. And obviously, he likes the golf course. That second place last year was sort of heartbreaking. You kind of wonder if his position had been different in the field <laughs> where he would have or might have ended up. And pretty solid last week, tie for 14th at Genesis. He was um, he was kind of in the hunt for a little while on Saturday and kind of fell back a bit. But I think uh, I think he's playing some really good golf and. Again, with this field the way it is, I think experience could matter around this golf course a lot. You've got a lot of players in this field who don't have a big depth of experience out there. And, and Mark, do you think, too, given the weather that can easily come into Florida at any point, whether it's rain and more specifically whether it's wind, where this sort of favors maybe a, a European player in terms of flighting shots in the wind like a Shane Lowry? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just going to say if that weather had hit on the first hole last year and everybody had to play in that equally, I think Shane Lowry walks away with that victory as opposed He'd to being short sleeves that had to play, right? <laughs> um, question for you, Adam. Interesting yeah. question. And maybe you can pull this up in front of you. I, I, I'm not so sure if you have it, but I'm not saying this is like a favorite. I'm not saying that this is, you know, somebody that's going to walk out there and win. 
But Patrick Harrington, guys, is in the field this week. He's 51 years old, and his ball speed is faster now than it was when he won his two majors and when he won the Honda Classic. He loves this golf course. He loves par being a good scorer. He hates 20-some-odd under PGA Tour events. He prefers a 7-8 under PGA Tour event victory. You saw what he did on Champions Tour last year. He's, again, a mutter weather-wise if we do get some of that. I mean, what, Adam, what are Podrick Harrington's odds? And I got to think this might be worth a little something because if that name pops up on the leaderboard at Sunday and you got him at something like 100 to 1 or more, could be an interesting afternoon with your feet up watching TSN+. Plus. You know what, Mark? It's funny you mentioned that name. And when I was making my TSN Edge picks, I spoiler, I did not pick him. But I, I really <laughs> thought about picking him. But it was one of those where I, I wanted to pick him in a segment we were all doing live together just to see your reaction. And you think, you're picking him? But Padraig <laughs> Harrington is 65 to 1 right now. And so, I mean, it's not wild. Not I astronomical. Mean, no, it's not. I'm trying to find his finishes on PGA Tour Champions this season, but the internet is currently failing me on that sense. But 65 to 1 for Padraig Harrington. I mean, how wild of a story would that be? And, you know, many, obviously, everyone remembers Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. You know, finished fourth that week? Padraig Harrington. So this guy's played a lot of good <laughs> golf as of late. And, I mean, turning back the clock, how good would that be for Padraig Harrington? to go out and and win this thing especially you know everything he's been through and now you know bob for a guy who's you know revitalized his passion for the game and speed how great of a story would this be uh yeah it'd be pretty amazing speaking of old guys how about matt kuchar who's in there yeah. as well matt kuchar won this tournament by the way he hasn't played here since 2011 that was the last time he played the honda and he was the winner in 2002 21 years ago so he's, wow so uh, there's there's some and old another dogs top in there. ten Let's... Bob last week for Matt again exactly. another top exactly 10. so there's a there's some old dogs in there that still have a little barking uh, left with them Let's see how they do this week <laughs> certainly are and maybe someone picked Matt Kuchar maybe you'll have to maybe. find out in about forty five minutes when when we unveil our TSN edge picks well much more on the Honda Classic coming up in hour two but on the other side we're going to go back to our GTC poll question of the week after another victory by John Rahm this past week at the Genesis Invitational how many wins will he end up having in 2023 we'll discuss that and our TV debut at 1 p.m. on TSN 3 and 5 all that much more coming up next this is Golf Talk Canada this segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Boy, oh boy, how good would a trip to Myrtle Beach sound right now? Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino all around here wrapping up Hour 1 on GTC. Let's get to our GTC poll question of the week. John Rock picked up his third win of the season last week. Already his third win of 2023. And our new poll question. 
is how many wins does he finish with in 2023? You had two options, over five and a half or under five and a half. And this was pretty close down to the wire, over five and a half, 54.4% and under five and a half, or 45.6%. So almost an even split for Rombo, whether he gets over or under five and a half wins. Mark, where do you sit on that for John Rom? Over or under five and a half wins? Uh, it's so tough. So, so tough. I mean, we got to be careful. You know, it's, uh, we say this every week, the greatest thing we've seen is the last thing we saw. So we got to mm-hmm. be super careful. I mean, that, that's an excessive amount, but we're sitting at three already. So, you know, I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to take the over. All right. If he wins the tour championship starting at 10 under par, that's still a win. That could be number six, right? So if he wins two stroke play events, uh, the remainder of the year, and he's got the lead. And when we get to East Lake, he's going to start East Lake at ten under par. Someone's going to start East Lake at ten under par. Now it doesn't mean you're going to win. We saw that with Scotty Scheffler uh, last week, but that would still be an official victory, and still could be number six. Um, and we still don't know what the fall's going to look like, right? Uh, those will be official PGA Tour uh, tournaments in the fall, just because they ain't counting towards the FedEx Cup. Doesn't mean. We might not see a couple star-studded fields somewhere along the way. We, we don't know how that's going to be reimagined yet and what tournaments survive and what tournaments go away. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, with, uh, I'm going to go with over. Wow. Bob, over five and a half or under five and a half for John Lowe? It's so hard to pick that one. I, uh, I just think that there are so many potential things that could go wrong. I guess I'm, I guess I'm the guy with the cloud over my head. But he, if you look at his stats right now, the worst of, of the six major strokes gain stats, his worst is around the green, at, and he's ranked 22nd. He's picking up, like, and, and, that's, and, and he's, he's picking up 7.9 shots against the field on that. Some of the, his strokes gain total, 61.76. He's number one, obviously, with that. I am always just wary of guys who get, get a lot of wins and then all of a sudden they're going to get pulled in a lot of directions not that John Rahm isn't used to that or guys like Rory or Tiger you know you have to be in the press room every day you have to go and see the sponsors you have to do this you have to do that I'm just a little nervous I I would love to sit on the fence and say I think he's going to win five and just be right be right in the middle but uh yeah I, I guess you know I guess Mark's right when you when you look at the tour championship when you look at some of the other things I think it's hard not to think he's going to win more than five Okay, I mean, you got to think of, you know, like his major spell too. I mean, he didn't have the best uh, major season in 2022 after that U.S. Open victory, which, Mark, you were predicting for about four years ahead of that when he won at Torrey Pines (laughs) at the U.S. Open. Maybe some exaggeration there, perhaps. But for John Rahm, I mean, already three wins so far this season. This guy's playing with a chip on his shoulder. This guy not only wants to, you know, win more majors we have a Ryder cup year too there's so much for for john rom here obviously he's not in the field this week at the honda classic but he will be back in the field for the designated events after that Uh, this is a big time for us here on gtc because it's our tv season premiere about two hours away now 1 p.m tsn three and five it's our tailor-made product special we're going to take a tour of tailor-made's 2023 product line and a question that i have received from many people is will there be exclusive footage of either of our matches in california and the answer is no 
there will not be. But I mean, <laughs> going forward, if if you want to bring a, a film crew out for us, mic us all up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, throw throw the earpiece in there. There would be a lot of needling back and forth. Uh, I, Mark, I don't know about you, but that would be must see TV in my mind. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. Well, first of all, you know, I was talking to Nick yesterday because um, we were just putting some final touches on our. 20 weeks of TaylorMade announcement, which is coming in, in two weeks' time, which is going to be big. And it, I mean big. But we were talking about how Aviera, like Scully needs to be an out-of-town mentor, member, Bob, at, at Aviera because he either, like the year before, he knocks it in for two at the par four, so he makes eagle at a par four by a hole out. And then, and then this year, he albatrosses with a four iron at a par five. I mean... If, if there was ever a property speaking to a golfer saying, this is your home, it's, it's Scully and Aviera. Uh, I'm just glad there's no par sixes there because I'm afraid to see what he would do to that. I mean, he just keeps dominating the golf course. And uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to make sure that uh, somehow next time when we go down there that that course is full and we can't get a tee time mark for you, or, you and I. Well, hold on, Bob. Hold on a second. We did win the match, you and I. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Something I'll never forget before we go to break on that day was we're walking off the 17th hole, and Bob, you looked at me and said, "What on earth are you shooting today?" Because I was hitting it left, right. I was driving par fours that were completely blind, and we couldn't see where it was going. And anyway, uh, a memorable day. But our TaylorMade product special, 1 p.m. TSN three and five. We're also going to take a look back at some of the victories from Team TaylorMade so far this season whether it was Brooke Henderson winning in her first start using a full set of TaylorMade clubs, Scotty Scheffler at the WM Phoenix Open, Rory McIlroy in his first start of 2023 as well. Coming up on the other side, speaking of Brooke Henderson, she is back playing this week. We'll discuss Brooke Henderson's chances this week on the LPGA Tour as well. Four Canadians in the field at the Honda Classic. We'll discuss their odds their chances this week maybe we can get another canadian win on the pga tour all that and more coming up in hour two right here on golf talk Canada. this segment of gtc presented by taylor made was brought to you by play golf myrtle beach the golf capital of the world thank you for listening to hour one of gtc don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada for show archives podcasts and all things gtc visit golftalkcanada.com And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside GTC Hour 2, the back nine here on Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, Mark Zucchino all around. So much going on in the golf world coming up in Hour 2. We'll have our TSN Edge picks for this week's Honda Classic. Three of the top 20 ranked players in the world in the field this week. Not a designated event, so a wide open field. Many different ways you can go with picks there. We'll have a little preview of our TV 
premiere, which is coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern on TSN 3 and 5. We'll also discuss some of the best three-hole stretches in golf because they're playing the bear trap this week on the PGA Tour at the Honda Classic. But you know who else is playing this week on the LPGA Tour? Our own Brooke Henderson. After her victory, kicking off 2023 in style, a dominating victory at the LPGA Tournament of Champions. And now she is back this week at the Honda LPGA Thailand. Bob, for Brooke Henderson to go out, win her first event, and then have a month or so off. I mean, how challenging do you think that is? That Because she'd want to carry the momentum over after winning in her first start of the season. Yeah, there's not much you can do about it, unfortunately, with the LPGA Tour schedule the way it is. I think a few things to take note of. Obviously, she had a brand new set of clubs, and she she said afterwards she was still going to work a little bit more with the TaylorMade folks to dial in a few more things in her in her bag. I think the other part about Brooke that we probably haven't talked enough about is that uh, when she had that back injury at the end of last year, she started getting into the gym and re- it was started off as a rehab, but then it became training. And if you saw Brooke at that tournament, she looked. Uh, she looked a little fitter. She looked a little stronger. And I don't think that's going to hurt her game anymore either. So um, I, I suspect that she's uh, sort of excited to get out there and play, excited to see if all this stuff is going to c- continue through to uh, to the rest of the season. And we'll get a good look at it when Wednesday night, I believe, is when they were, we're sort of watching it in this marketplace. So uh, I'm, I'm very bullish on, on Brooks' season this year. I think she's going to have a big year. Yeah, and Mark, a lot of our year-in-review predictions were – around Brooke Henderson, winning multiple times, winning a major championship, given what you saw from Brooke just about a month ago when she won the Tournament of Champions, and she's excelling now with new tailor-made product in her bag. What do you think about Brooke's chances, not only this week, but for her year overall? Well, for the year overall, I'm extremely high, as I think we all are, mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. I don't think, it'd be, like, give me a reason... I, I would love somebody to break down uh, an argument, a logical argument on why we shouldn't be high. I mean, I don't think there is one. This week's a bit of a dichotomy in a sense that there's a lot of polar forces pulling at one, of the, one another here that doesn't make sense. We've got, we have a victory in a winners-only field a month ago. So small field, winners-only, on a really hard golf course that was set up really hard. And now we're a month later... And we're at a golf course that annually it's over 20 under par that wins this golf tournament. I mean, I think if you go back the last five years, 23 under par is the average score in Thailand to win this golf tournament. 19 under par last year didn't make a top 10. Like, think about that. So I like Brooke on really hard golf courses. I like Brooke at major venues. I like Brooke at that winner's only really hard. And there it pulls up. So this is kind of like... Not speaking Brook language to me, where I'm going, okay, you know, it's going to be a birdie fest. But then the other side of that coin, and this is where it's hard to make sense of where we're going to land this week, players who are great ball strikers win here. Players who have strokes gained off the tee and iron players. So statistically speaking, the things that Brook does best do well at this golf course. So we've got a couple of polar forces here. I don't know which one's going to win. Um, but yeah, overall big picture. I don't understand how you could make an argument that, that she isn't going to have another amazing year. I mean, it's already started that way and I expect multiple wins. I expect another major 
and she's a victim of her own expect, uh, success when it comes to expectations, but she can handle it. Yeah, and what we do know is that if, if she putts well, she's going to be in the mix. If she chips well, she's going to be in the mix because time and time again, she's one of the best ball strikers on the LPGA Tour, period. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing Brooke Henderson back in the mix this week. We'll a full recap of Brooke next week uh, on radio and television as well. Okay, so this week on the PGA Tour at the Honda Classic, keeping on the Canadian side of things, there are four Canadians in the field this week. Adam Svensson, Taylor Pendrith, Ben Silverman, and Michael Gligic. And from an odds perspective, Adam Svensson has the lowest odds to win at 32 to 1. Taylor Pendrith 34 to 1. Ben Silverman 340 to 1. And Michael Gligic uh, 750 to 1. Now we should mention before we get into a discussion here that last week Adam Svensson finished in the top 10 and his odds to win were 340 to 1. So I mean things can happen here. I mean it's golf right? And these guys are playing good a lot of good golf as of late. Uh, Bob we'll start with you. Adam Svensson given his finish last week he's played a lot of good golf in 2022-23 with the victory, of course, the RSM Classic. How excited are you for Adam Svensson this week? Well, this tournament, the three of the last four years, the winner has been a first-time winner. So that's, that bodes well for, uh, for Adam Svensson. Uh, except that, no, except he's already won one, so he wouldn't be <laughs> in that group. Sorry about that. <laughs> let, me, let me pick that up. I meant that for Taylor Pendrith, actually. Excuse me. So for Adam, though, I think, you know, he won the tournament and then he kind of went through a flat stretch until last week. But what he did with his short game last week was spectacular. I thought the, the wedge play, the putting was really, really good. And, and of course, you're going to need that in any golf course. But this golf course, you're going to need well, pretty much everything. You're going to need to keep the ball dry, for, first of all. And I think, that, uh, I think that his aggressive style of play that he has learned to rein in somewhat might help him this week because... There's a lot of guys who are new to this golf course or newish to the golf course that might hold back a little bit, be a little like us play safe on this golf course. We don't want to get through the bear trap with nine over par or something silly like that. Um, he tied for ninth here, as you said, a year ago. He tied for ninth last week in the tournament. So I think there's good things to, to talk to about, about Adam Svensson. Mark, for you, Adam Svensson? Yeah, you like? yeah see, I, I'm, I'm ditto with Bob. I mean, um, I think there's something interesting about a player that when they put in hard work and they commit to something and then they get results, uh, which Adam got almost immediately winning in the early part of the wraparound schedule, wraparound season, there's a weird thing I think that goes on to the, the, the player's brain in a sense. And it's, it's a sense of belief. It's like, oh, you mean if I put the work in, then it just happens? And now you start believing that it's just as easy as keeping the, the schedule go, like keep your effort up, keep your plan together, keep your team together, keep putting the work in. And then there's like this belief thing that kicks up because there's proof in the pudding all of a sudden. And once these guys at this level start to actually believe that they're going to win and, and should win or have opportunities to win, that's when I think, like to Bob's point, they just start showing up on leaderboards at like designated events at Riviera with this fine-tuned short game and yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I don't see why anybody uh, – I mean, in this field, Adam, Adam Svensson has got the right to win this golf tournament this week than anybody out there in this field this week. So I, I'm with you. Interesting note, guys. One Canadian who isn't in this field, field this week and maybe should have been Mark's is Adam Hadwin. I didn't know this, but I read this morning in some of my prep for the Honda Classic this week 
that in career, now career, there's like a minimum round total to qualify career. So you've got to play X amount of competitive events at the Honda Classic to qualify in a career stat. You know, no one in the history of the shot link era on the PGA Tour is better through the bear trap in relation to par than Adam Hadwin. He's 500 par career on the bear, bear trap. There's nobody on the planet better than Adam Hadwin, the bear trap. He should be here. Bob? You know, the other, other interesting thing about that stat is his career at the uh, 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass, he's never put one in the water. So he's, right. good, he's, good at avoid, he's good at avoiding those, those watery graves. You know what we're going to call him? You know, like, uh, you know, they, uh, Reggie Jackson was Mr. October, right? Yeah. Adam Hadwin is Mr. Featured Hole Coverage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't put the announcer jinx. Everybody knock on wood, do something. Uh, yeah, Adam Hadwin not in the field this week, but looking forward to seeing him at the 17th, the Island Green at TPC Sawgrass in a couple of weeks. Okay, next up, Taylor Pendrick, 34 to 1 on FanDuel to win. And Mark, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Taylor Pendrith and you said how excited you were once we got to the Florida swing for Mr. Pendrith. Now that we're here, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is now we're going to see he's got some, he knocked the rust off. I think he's settling back into his schedule. Obviously a lot of life changes at home, good ones, but you know, I think things now start to get business. They start to get normalized. I think, Taylor, uh, again, to Bob's point, if you're looking for a first-time winner and a tournament where it's first-time winner-friendly for a lot of reasons, um, he also has a very low ball flight. And it could get windy here at the at Palm Beach Gardens, right? I, and I saw the forecast this week looks really good in terms of sunshine, but we could get winds up. And if the winds get up, that low, penetrating, monster driver ball flight he hits, if he can keep it in the short grass, this could set up very well for Taylor. And Bob, He's got, uh, just to, go good. I was just going to say, you know, the one thing is he, last year he shot four round, or three, three of the four rounds in the 60s. I think he was one of only five, five or six players to do that. He had a third round 74, which kind of hurt him. But... Uh, he ended up tied for 25th, I believe. But if you if he could put four rounds in the 60s together on this golf course, I like his chances. And as you said, Mark, he's settling back in with uh, life changes with a baby. He also lives in this neighborhood, so I'm presuming this is going to be a home game for him as well, so which, uh, which never hurts as well. And I mentioned before that Ben Silverman, Michael Gligic are the other two Canadians in the field. Now, before we go to break, there's another little wager you can put on FanDuel for low Canadian this week. And Taylor Pendrith is plus 105 and the favorite to be low Canadian. Adam Spenson's plus 195 to be low Canadian. Ben Silverman plus 550. Michael Gligic plus 600. So, Mark, if would you take Taylor Pendrith or Adam Spenson this week? Uh, I think obviously all signs point towards Adam Svensson. I think he's obviously the one playing the best golf at the moment. However, I'm going to stick with my original prediction that we're going to get to the Florida swing and Taylor Penner is going to start finding it. I think this is the week he finds it. I don't know if it's a win, but I'll take Taylor for the low Canadian this week, really based on what I've been, my based on two things, my hunch that I've been talking about and Bob's point of, four rounds in the 60s around this golf course. He likes the way this plays. Those two things, I'll take uh, Taylor as the low Canadian. Bob, for you, same question. Uh, I'll go Svensson. I think, uh, think Svenny's found something with his short game, and I think he's maybe juiced up again now after a little bit of a recovery from after, after that first win. You know, I always remember this year, this is a long, going back a long time ago, Nancy Lopez told me, she said, the toughest win 
in professional golf is not your first win, it's your second win. Because you always, you, you try so much for that first win, you build up, you build up, you build up, and then there's this kind of like, oh, I did it, okay, now, and you sort of relax a little bit, and you let up on the gas a little bit. So maybe, maybe that's the period where we're going through with, uh, with Adam Svensson now, and maybe he's shaking that off. He's got his win, now he's hungry to get number two, finally. You know, Bob, it's funny you mentioned that. It's the same thing with guys who have won their first major and trying to get major number two. You think of Justin Thomas for all those years after winning in 2017. Rory McIlroy, like he mentioned in the Netflix special, Full Swing. It's almost like he's trying to win his first major again after all those years off. But uh, Adam Svensson, Taylor Pendrith, two great chances for Team Canada this week. Ben Silver and Michael Glegic also in the field representing Canada. Should be fun at the Honda Classic. Another reason why it'll be fun to watch the Honda Classic, the Bear Trap. On the other side, we'll discuss the Bear Trap and other great three-hole stretches in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit CobbleBeach.com today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Well, this week is the Honda Classic, and it's, I would say, most well-known for the Bear Trap, one of the great three-hole stretches on the PGA Tour, a couple par threes, a great par four, and not included in that is the closing closing hole, the par five at the Honda Classic, which is just a, a great finishing hole to risk reward. You can't miss it right or short. You're in the water, long left, and depending where the pin is, you are in a load of trouble. Mark, how much do you like the bear trap? I've had the pleasure of playing it once. Oh. It, it was not very nice to me. It was not as nice to me as I, as I was it, to hit it. I gave it a bunch of golf balls. It oh, gave me nothing back. So. <laughs> so you guys both know the good doctor, my personal traveling physician, Dr. Joseph Petroff. Mm. Uh, several years ago, we played the bear trap. We get up to the 15th hole. He's got 175 into the breeze. And he holes it out with the five wood on two hops for an ace, <laughs> the bear trap. So that was my only experience playing the bear trap. We had a great day. I do love this hole. I, I think it's made for TV, the, the stretch, this three-hole stretch, especially 15 and 17. Uh, all of it's going to be in our TSN Plus featured hole coverage this week if you just want to see carnage. Although the one thing that's upsetting, guys, is that the gusts, like wind gusts, are really coming later today. If you look at the current forecast... We're not going to get those strong 20-plus-mile-per-hour wind gusts that, we, that we've that we gotten some years. In, at least that's the current forecast. Hopefully that changes because I think these holes are a lot more fun when that wind is howling. Those, whole, those green complexes are so exposed. I mean, you just see train wrecks. I will say this, the last couple of years, though, nobody has gone through these holes bogey-free. So we haven't had anybody in the field the last two years go through here bogey-free. So we'll see. But a lot depends, it, uh, depends on weather. But... I mean, I've got the numbers right here in front of me. Quail Hollow is the only golf course with the Green Mile that has anything close to where it is definitively by the numbers harder. Uh, Murfield Village, PGA National Bear Trap, PGA National 5-6-7 on the front side. 
Pebble Beach, 8, 9, 10, the Cliffs of Doom. Oh. Torrey Pines, 10, 11, 12, they're all right here. I just find the par threes with all this uh, water and stuff just way more fun. I, I agree. When, when you have water, when you have sh- short to long par threes, I mean, they can really put the, the tee box anywhere and make it a shorter or a longer hole. The intimidation factor is through the roof. Bob, what's your perspective on the bear trap? I love it. I bet you the players don't. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those stretches. It's just like, just like at, uh, at, at uh, TPC Sawgrass where you get there on 16, 17, 18, where the players will always say, what do you think? You, know, you ask them, what do you think of 17? They'll all say, I love it. I just wish it wasn't the 17th hole because it really becomes a determining factor. Same thing with this stretch right now. I think this is a good stretch of holes. I think five, six, seven is doesn't get enough attention. It's equally as difficult. So this is not an easy golf course overall with the, the all 18 holes, but certainly you gotta you gotta sort of uh, get the knees to stop knocking and uh, get the hands to stop sweating when you step up onto the 15th hole and, and get ready to play those three. It's 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 different than most because of the two par threes. I, I like that part of it. I think it's it's more dramatic. But again, I don't know how much the players love it. Okay, so this is a great three-hole stretch of golf on the PGA Tour, but there's so many others. Mark, you mentioned a few of them there. Bob, I'll go back to you. So, you know, we're talking bear trap, three-hole stretches. What are some of, or give us one example of another great three-hole stretch on the, that we see often on the PGA Tour and why you like it. Uh, 11, 12, 13 at Augusta National is, is a great stretch, and it's going to be it's going to be even more interesting this year since they pushed the tee back on 13, right. another 35 yards. But 11 is maybe the hardest par four I've ever played, uh, and it's it's a tough one. It's very rare to get you see guys getting birdies there, and a little more common now that their guys are hitting it down there further and able to hit a higher shot into that hole. But everyone's playing playing defense on that one. Uh, 12 is such a fun, unique hole. You can see twos and you can see fours all in the same group uh, at the same time. And then 13 to me is, you know, one of the ultimate risk rewards or, or probably will be this year when you get back. When I was down at Cabot St. Lucia a few weeks ago, I was talking to Ben Crenshaw one night about the changes. And he said, you know, when he first started playing there, the first year he hit a four, four wood into that green, into 13. So he said, forward now, and I see Bubba hits wedges. He said, that's, a, that's not the same hole that I played. So I think, I think that, whole, that stretch isn't, to me, as hard as some of the other ones, like 16, 17, 18 at Sawgrass. But to me, it's more um, kind of high-wire act, I guess. You can get through no problem at all, but you can also have a lot of calamities there. You certainly can. And Bob, my favorite part of your answer there was when you said the 11th hole, the hardest hole that I've played. Bit of a flex there playing Augusta <laughs> yeah, National. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a big deal, right? That's pretty cool. Mark, for you, some other three-hole stretches. What do you think? Uh, but, well, I think the bear trap might be the hardest, but I don't think it's the best. It's, yeah. But it could be the hardest, to Bob's point, with the two volatile par threes. And then that, the par four sandwich in between might actually be the hardest hole of the three. But I think the best for me, and I've, I've been like open about this throughout the years, the best stretch of three holes for me in championship golf is uh, is sawgrass uh, that Bob already mentioned, and it's because uh, the volatility of the change in the leaderboard. So looking at it from a tournament perspective, on what the viewer is getting at home and the quick flip that can happen, you've got a par five sixteenth where you can see a ton of threes, but you can also see sevens. Then you've got an island green seventeen with a traditional hole location back right on Sunday, where if you hit it fifteen feet left and use the feeder board, you can see two. You could also see five, six, seven. 
And then you get 18, which is an in-your-face par 4. If you bail too far right and you don't man up against that water and take on that fairway, it's, it's a brutal bogey. It's an automatic bogey or worse if you bail too far right on that hole, which is the brilliance, I think, of the tee shot there at 18. So I, I love the volatility and the stadium atmosphere of the final three at Sawgrass. I think that's the best stretch. I think if we were able to expand the length of holes and say, and say okay, I'm going to go outside of a three-hole stretch, I think the hardest stretch in championship golf under normal open conditions, not the last time we saw this tournament, but in normal years, is the final five at Carnoustie. The final five at Carnoustie normally plays traditionally into a gale force wind in your face, and 17's the only hole that they flips and goes downwind, and you got to deal with a, a quick flip. But I mean, uh, 18, 16, 15, 14, brutally difficult holes that typically are in a 30 mile per hour wind in your face. So, I mean, that is not fun at all. You know, it's funny, Mark, you mentioned that because that's where I was going to go with Carnoustie. And, you know, the last time the Open was there back in 2018, of course, 18 was downwind. And that's where guys were hitting it into the burn. That's where Adam Hadwin at the start of the week was hitting a six iron 300 yards on that hole because it would just roll and roll and roll. Well, the problem there, Adam, is it was a baked out summer, to yeah. your point. It was 30 degrees and sunny. You were there. And because right. of the, uh, Yeah. And because of the abnormal heat, they had an abnormal wind. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the normal trade winds. So the wind's completely coming in, in the wrong, from the wrong direction, making all those difficult holes that, you, that we just talked about downwind on dry fairways in 30 degrees heat. It made, it kind of made a, a mockery of those holes, which is a shame. But, but normally, I mean, that flip is that that script's completely flipped and it's brutal. And I hope the next time we get there, I really hope the next time we get there that we get a proper Carnoustie finish. Me too. Me too, totally. And before we go to break, another one, because we're here, you know, close to home. How about the, the three-hole stretch at Glen Abbey? I mean, 16, 17, 18. It's not hard, but it's exciting. You get a par five, a par four, and a par five. I mean... It's the most underrated stretch in championship golf from a spectator standpoint and television standpoint. I'm with you a thousand percent, and we're going to miss that stretch at the RBC Canadian Open over the years. Uh, you know, if, if we have truly... If we have truly seen our last RBC Canadian Open at Glen Abbey, and I'm not 100% sold on that yet, but if we truly have Adam, that is going to be unfortunately a very, that the whole back nine and that fight, the whole back nine down in the valley and the whole, I mean, it's a shame, but you're right. You're bang on about the volatility on those last three. Yeah, just pure excitement. And, you know, you can see eagles, you can see bogeys, you can see guys sit in the water. You can see long putts to win a tournament a la, you know, Jason Day all those years ago back in 2015. It's just a, it's a cool uh, three-hole stretch. On the other side, we're going to get to our TSN Edge picks for the Honda Classic. Give you some advice on guys to pick this week for your fantasy team or maybe if you're putting a little wager down. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac, experience Cadillac. 
Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, all around discussing the Honda Classic. Uh, it's a great tournament this week on the PGA Tour. Wide open field, many options for you on our TSN Edge picks. And as always, TSN Edge is your home for all your fantasy needs, including on the PGA Tour. We each have four wins so far. Or sorry, I'm sorry, three wins so far this season. And Mark, you're still in first place in terms of under par, but Bob is making a move because you're, I believe, at 423 under par for the season. Bob is only four back of you at 419 under par. I'm now just over 400 under par myself. Go ahead. But did it, I thought Bob had John Rahm last week. No. No. No one had John Rahm at Riviera. Well, if I remember last Wednesday on our show, we all agreed that... Yeah, you know, some fatigue, you know, maybe not. And ah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought Bob won last week, and uh, okay, there we go. Bob, All right. Bob uh, had Rory last week. Okay, okay. Ooh. All right, yeah. well, there you go. Okay, well, this is the week, guys. One of us is grabbing a fourth win this week. That's it. And one of us, week. yeah. Four, and it's, a, like I mentioned, wide open field. Three of the top 20 ranked players in the world this week. And as I look right now on TSN.ca, our TSN Edge uh, segment has now been posted online. So you can see the video version of what we're about to do right now. But our TSN Edge picks for this week. Mark, let's start with you. Who is your top pick this week? And why? I've got absolutely, uh, my first two picks are completely boring for you guys. I'll just give you my first one. But I mean, I'm not going too deep off the beaten path here. Sun JM, he's the class of the field. I had two guys separated from every other player in this field. Uh, Sun JM is a past champion here, just a couple of years removed. He plays well every week. He's coming in off more good starts. He's got a top 10 to back up that win. Likes the golf course. There's no reason to think Sun JM isn't going to play well again this week. It's a very safe pick. You know, I mean, he's proven that he's likely going to be in contention. Um, so not, no, no, no razzle-dazzle for you gents here on this one. Sun JM is my first pick. Okay, Sun JM, your favorite right now on FanDuel Canada at plus 850 to get the W for Sun JM. Bob, your first pick. Uh, I'm going with the Irishman, Shane Lowry. I think he played well last year and was deserving of a victory, for him, except for that horrendous downpour that he got caught in, which cost him. Uh, but, I mean, he's settled for second place, so runner-up's pretty good. He's played here five times. He's never missed the cut. And he came out, coming off a pretty good performance last week, T14 at the Genesis, which I think was about the worst he could have finished. I think he played probably a little better, but uh, I like Shane Lowry for at plus 1,500. There you go, Shane Lowry, plus 1,500, second shortest odds to win. As for me, uh, I, so the way I did my picks, the odds have actually moved around a little bit. So uh, I'll give you my third pick first because of the way the odds are now. Matt Kuchar currently has the third shortest odds to win, and he is on my team this week. Uh, I mentioned Mark earlier in the show the top 10 last week at Riviera. This guy, this time last year, was 147th in the official world golf ranking. Now he's 65th. So this guy is making a comeback, if you will, after a quiet, quiet stretch, uh, after, you know, quiet stretch sort of around COVID, 2021, 22, where we didn't really see much of Cooch, but now he is back playing some better golf. 
uh, 16th in strokes gained total, 17th in strokes gained around the green. Matt Kuchar is my first pick. Mark, let's go back to you for pick number two. Uh, I go right with Bob with Shane Lowry uh, for obvious reasons. Again, the what happened last year and, and the fact that he's just him and Sun GM, in my opinion, is the world are the is the class of this field. I will also mention that Shane Lowry is five for five in this tournament with cuts made, so he's never missed a cut at the Honda Classic as well. So there is proof in the long term data here that we do have with Shane Lowry uh, that he has an extensive uh, career of success here at uh, PGA National. So. Shane Lowry, again, no sizzle, no flash for you guys in the first two picks. I'm just, uh, I mean, it's hard. When the, fields, when the fields are this weak, it is hard to argue with two guys that are playing well against much better fields. No, you're right. You're totally right about that. And, you know, especially, you know, the strength of field, only three of the top 20 in the past couple of weeks, we've seen, you know, 23 of the top 24, that sort of thing. And that will return next week at the Arnold Palmer Invitational as it is a designated event. Bob, to you, your pick, your second pick this week at the Honda Classic. Uh, I'm going with Adam Svensson, plus 3,200. I like Svenny. He uh, made some noise last week at the Genesis after, as we said earlier, being fairly quiet since his win at the end of last year. The stuff that I like about him, first of all, he finished ninth, so that was good. He finished ninth here a year ago as well in this tournament, so he can play the golf course, obviously. But the big strike... The big reason why I picked him was his wedges and putters working well last week. Very good. When Svenny putts well, he has a great chance to put up a, a really good number. There you go. It would be awesome to see a Canadian get back into the winner's circle. Adam Svensson, plus 3,200. My second pick is Denny McCarthy. He was T14 last week at the Genesis. T4 earlier this month at Pebble as well after an exceptional final round this guy's 27th in strokes game putting this season also came third here at this event a couple of years ago denny mccarthy is my second pick at plus 2800 mark over to you for your third and final pick ah uh, yes well you just nailed it adam it is denny mccarthy uh that t3 is his best career finish here at the honda classic he's playing well and bob mentioned right off the top of the show that you know, first-time winners. This tournament is very kind to first-time winners. We're still waiting for Denny McCarthy to walk in the winner's circle. I'll also go back to something I said earlier in the show, too. This guy's a great putter, right? Year in and year out, near or at the top of strokes game putting on the PGA Tour. And where are we? We're back on familiar surfaces. We're at a venue where he's had his best career finish, and we're on grasses, where he, where you're taking one of the best putters in the game and you're giving him surfaces that he would prefer. I think if there's going to be a first-time winner this week and you put five names in a hat, I mean, I bet you if we went around the horn uh, with every journalist on property this week and said, give me five first-time winners maybe this week, Denny McCarthy's name is going to be nearer at the top of that list for every single person on property this week. And a plus 2,800, some great value there for Jenny McCarthy. Bob, to you, your third and final pick. Uh, this is a little bit of a, I don't know what you could longer shot, I guess. Johnny Vegas. And Johnny Vegas is plus 3,400. He's played here 10 times and only missed a cut once, which I love. He's been inside the top 25 in two of his last three starts this year on the PGA Tour. He is right now currently first in strokes gained off the tee and fourth in strokes gained tee to green. So I like that part of it. Uh, he's also shown some signs of life lately with a putter, and that kind of goes besides how, how he plays, generally speaking. So I like Johnny Vegas. It's a little bit of a sleeper pick, I think. I don't think he's high up. I mean, he's plus 3,400. He's very close to Svenny, but 
Um, but I like this guy for just, just kind of the, I, I feel some momentum coming on for him. Viva lost Johnny Vegas plus 3,400 right now <laughs> on FanDuel to get it done. He had a pretty good stretch last summer as well. So a uh, good value there as well for Mr. Johnny Vegas. Okay. My pick, and this was originally my first pick on the hit that is now on TSN.ca as the odds have moved around. Minwoo Lee. That's who I'm going with. Uh, he Take a listen to these last eight worldwide starts. Third, third, T8, T12, T4, third, T2, T13. As one Larry David would say, pretty, pretty, pretty good. This guy is playing some very consistent golf overseas. And I, I think he'll carry that over here. He's 47th in the official world golf ranking, plus 2,500 right now on FanDuel to get it done. Minwoo Lee is my third and final pick okay guys we all have three wins we haven't had a victory in a couple of weeks this is almost like our it's a bit of a dry spell for us because we went out we had a great fall portion of the schedule we each had two wins really quickly out of the gate let's get back to, to our fourth win and it would be great because we're all back on television next week too where we'll be back together making our picks next week for the arnold palmer invitational okay on the other side we'll wrap up today's show We'll give you a leaderboard update from around the world of golf because tours are playing everywhere. We'll discuss that. We'll also preview our television debut in about an hour and 20 minutes on TSN 3 and 5, our tailor-made product special. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Welcome back inside GTC. Scully Weeks is a keynote all around. Time for some leaderboard updates and where tours are playing this week. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com for much more. PGA Tour, of course, the Honda Classic, which should be great to see. Of course, you can see coverage on TSN+. Plus. You can see Z-Man with Christina Kim talking about all things Honda Classic. Can't wait to watch that on TSN Plus. The LPGA Tour gets underway later tonight at the Honda LPGA Thailand, where Brooke Henderson is back in the mix. Can't wait to see Brooke Henderson back playing. On the DP World Tour, the Indian Open uh, is where they are playing this week. Corn Ferry and PGA Tour champions are off. Now for us here on Golf Talk Canada, our television premiere for 2023, 1 p.m. TSN 3 and 5. It's our tailor-made product special, which we are very excited about. Of course, we were in California a couple weeks ago now uh, shooting the, the segment or the, the show, I should say, and learning all about tailor-made 2023 product line. Of course, many players have put the Stealth 2 into play, and I know both of you guys, of course, got to hit the Stealth 2. Uh, Mark, I'll start with you. What were your impressions when you first saw the Stealth 2, and how have you liked hitting it so far? 
I like I like the uh, crown. I, I love the polish on the crown. I think that's a good uh, a good look, just cosmetically. Um, I, to me, noticed the biggest difference. To be bluntly honest with you, watching you hit yours, oh, wow. because you just swing so hard at it, right, Natural. and create so much speed that the extra stability in in and forgiveness in this head. Is I think is going to be leaps and bounds better for a player like you, and someone who uh, is either putting twofold. You either need a lot of forgiveness because of your handicap level, or, and or you are putting your driver under a significant amount of stress, like asking it to do a lot in terms of stress tests. Thus, a different type of forgiveness. And Bob and I even mentioned like. I mean, your dispersion pattern was was still smaller, even though I know at Aviary you kind of hit it a few spots that were, you know, off the beat. Off path, the property, yeah. <laughs> okay, but it was still tighter than stealth than your first your first stealth. I mean, the the, the head at a hundred and eighty mile per hour ball speed or whatever it is you're creating now, whatever ridiculous number you're creating, the head is more stable. And I saw it with my own eyes watching you hit it. And I should mention this, guys. Going into Riviera, Rory McIlroy told our friends at TaylorMade that he was not switching to Stealth 2, that he was leaving Stealth 1 in the bag. After Thursday, with Tiger out driving Rory at Riviera, uh, Rory went to Stealth 2, put it in the bag, and moved up something like 50 places in strokes gained off the tee after he switched to Stealth 2. So, again, if you're swinging at crazy high speeds, I mean, the stability of this head is, I think, a big winner. Unfortunately, Adam, Bob and I don't have that problem. Well, I mean, not. I mean, you, you, you can get back, you can, you know, train, you can get, get your speed sticks back going, uh, Mark, or the stack system going again and, uh, and getting some crazy speeds. But one other thing I, I really... One of the other things I really enjoyed about our show that is debuting in about an hour and 10 minutes on TSN 3 and 5 is the little driver demo, Mark, that we did with Chris Trott from TaylorMade. Trotty, as many people know him as, and he's someone who spends a lot of guy, a lot of time with the guys on the PGA Tour. They have great relationships with him. And, and Trotty really put me through the paces, almost gave me a bit of a, a lesson uh, where it, it turned into a fitting session to more of a lesson sort of thing about T-height and and that sort of thing but anyway that's all coming up at uh, tsn or tsn 3 and 5 1 p.m our tailor-made product special and then next week on television the three of us will all be back we'll have uh, a look back on what we've missed so far on the pga tour we'll preview next week's arnold palmer invitational and we might have a canadian or two join our show too you'll have to tune in and wait and see about that now speaking of canadians we spoke about brooke henderson a little earlier in the show if you missed it she is back this week the honda lpga thailand bob what are your expectations for brooke henderson given the month-long layoff and now she's back in action this week boy you'd like to think she could just pick up where she left off at uh at the last tournament and, and just keep it going. And I think she's, as I said, I think she's kind of excited to get going again. I think I, I've seen that level of excitement in her. I haven't seen that for a while. So I think it's good to see that she's kind of anxious to try these new clubs again. I think she's anxious to get the fitness and see how that's going to help her out. And anytime you come off a win, obviously you're expecting big things. So I think we're all expecting big things, but no, no one more than Brooke. 
Yeah, so excited to see Brooke Henderson back this week. And it's a very busy time for all of us with Golf Talk Canada and everything else going on. Mark, you'll be a part of the PGA Tour live coverage this week on TSN+. Plus. How exciting is this for you to, I mean, not only coming off what you, you witnessed last week with Tiger, but now you're back and you're seeing a totally different golf course and you're sitting in with Christina Kim. Yeah, it's, it, listen, the team here is great. I'm really lucky. You know, I have you guys at home, have these people here, have my radio guys, which I'll hook up on the ground. So, you know what, uh, being able to do what you love is awesome, but doing it with great people makes it even better. So I got another week of that here, and then I got to change my hat. And, you know, last week I was really excited about the main feed because, you know, uh, a lot of the eyeballs last year around the uh, last week around the planet were on that main feed and, and everybody waiting for Tiger's return, yada, yada, yada. This week's going to, I'm really looking forward to that featured hole coverage. I think, yeah. especially for the first few days, the, the flip kind of scripts on TSN Plus this week, where I think we're going to have more traction, maybe, of people just really wanting to watch that bear trap and see players come through there. Um, so, you know, uh, there's still some great players in marquee groups like uh, Shane Lowry and Matt Kuchar. Adam Svensson's in one of the marquee group coverage on TSN Plus this week. So I know Canadians will be interested in that. But, you know, Everybody's got that little bit of NASCAR in them, boys, when it gets to the bear trap, right? When's the car crash coming? And are we watching when it happens? So it should be fun. And Bob, for you, you are on a jet plane tomorrow morning. Hopefully the weather isn't too bad. And you're taking part with some of our curling coverage, correct? Tell us about that. That's right. It's curling day in Canada on Saturday. And this will be my fifth year, I think, uh, co-hosting with Lindsay Hamilton. Uh, Banff, Alberta is the host site. It's sort of... Uh, they've won the right to, to have it. They're going to have a big curling festival in Banff from 12 until 5 p.m. local time. And then we will go on the air on an outdoor stage. And uh, the high is going to be minus 17, I understand. <laughs> so it's going to be a little brisk. But if you want to uh, take a break from the golf coverage and hurry hard for a little bit, come on over to TSN and watch us. We'll have uh, all about diversity and inclusion in curling. Curling Day in Canada, it is awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing you. Week see on that with Lindsay Hamilton. Okay, coming up next on TSN 1050, it is Leafs lunch. And the Leafs are coming off a big victory. And one of the newest Maple Leafs, of course, is Ryan O'Reilly. His fourth career hat trick. First hat trick, of course, with the Leafs in his third game. Uh, I want to give a personal shout out and thank uh, That's Hockey for having me on the show earlier this week. I played once upon a time with Ryan O'Reilly with the Erie Otters and the OHL. I was the backup goalie, so I didn't really play too much, but he really barraged <laughs> me and practice and, and made sure that I, you know, I was staying in shape. He's, a, he's an awesome guy, and the Maple Leafs certainly have a leader in Ryan O'Reilly. So Leafs Lunch is coming up on the other side. Boys, thanks for a great show here on GTC. Stay tuned. TSM Plus, where Z-Man will be on throughout the weekend. Bob will be on Curling Day in Canada. I'll be on SportsCenter Friday and Saturday. It's so busy for all of us. We'll be back. Monday, 10 a.m., TSN 1050. We'll talk to you then. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the Tour 360 fit, while the Spike More Traction System will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.